Welcome to episode 7 of the Get Better Basketball podcast. Josh Welton is on today to share his experience playing basketball at Henderson High School, playing in the West Auckland competition, and going to Auckland Champs in year 12. Josh also shares his thoughts on the West Auckland basketball scene, discusses the importance of play versus skill development, and how playing constantly helped him shape and develop his game. If you enjoyed today's podcast, I guarantee you will enjoy the others, so don't forget to check them out after you finish this one. Okay, welcome to episode 7 of the, I always get it wrong, Get Better Basketball podcast, I'll make the intro before this. Um, today we've got co-host Dylan Courtney, DC Spilash, say what's up. D- wait, D- Dylan, can you hear me? Yep. I, I said we got co-host Dylan, Dylan Courtney, you got to say what's up. Oh, what's going on? That that was this is now gonna be awkward like ten seconds anyway. We also got we got <laughs> do it again. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm leaving that shit in. <laughs> That's funny. And uh, today we're going to be speaking to Josh. He was on episode two, I think. Um, but really, we had a discussion in the episode today. We we were here to to let Josh sort of share his basketball story, uh, similar to the last few episodes that you guys have been listening to. Uh, but yeah, let's get into it. Josh, could you please introduce yourself and let everybody know, you know who you are, what you do, and a little bit about uh, where you played basketball? Yeah, what's up, guys? My name is Josh Welton. Um, currently, is a full-time job. I'm a mortician at a funeral home. Um, and yeah, I've been playing basketball ever since year nine. So that's, I think, what's 13, 14 years old. Nice, nice. So primary school... You know, a lot of a lot of people start playing playing sport in primary school. Did you play any sport in primary school? Yeah, so um, it was always, you know, rugby or league first. Um, yeah. Uh, weirdly, an intermediate, I played cricket. Wait, really? Uh, yeah, bro. <laughs> crack up, crack up. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know why. It was like I just, yeah, I just went through a phase where I just like playing cricket for some reason. Um, Interesting. So yeah, basketball was something that. It was always fun to just play every now and then at lunchtime or whatever. But yeah, it wasn't something that I took serious for year nine. Mm. So you play rugby, play rugby league, sort of the traditional New Zealand sport, cricket. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I don't know if that's traditional, but traditional sports. Uh, how did you discover the game in year nine? Because we, we touched on it, it briefly in the first episode, but I know a lot of people haven't listened to that. Uh, all the views are coming in and the later ones. So if you could yeah. explain sort of how you discovered the game in, in high school, that'd be great. Um, yeah, essentially it was just like mucking around in the young years, like I said, in primary and intermediate, it was just like picking up a ball at lunchtime and going playing with your mates, you know, it wasn't something right. that everyone was good at or that I had mates play. So, you know, everyone was just sort of on that, like, we have no idea what we're doing. Level. So it was just more of a fun thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it, you know, it's always been something that I actually did enjoy playing. So when I actually picked it up at nine, that's when I actually learned all the rules properly and actually started playing properly. So what high school are you at again? Henderson High. So you're at Henderson High School. You started. You started. You start. Did you did you play for a team in year nine? Like, did you actually play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was like okay. the first time I actually like signed up for an actual basketball team. Right. Um, Walk us through that. Yeah, how was how was your first year of basketball? Uh, the first few months were fucking difficult. Trying to do <laughs> a left hand layup. Oh my god. Oh, straight up. <laughs> we all been there. We've all been there. I had I had I had watched like millions of lebron and kobe videos so that's why i like learned to shoot was just yep. watching those two yeah uh and then yeah i didn't actually you know how is every kid you watch the hero plays first and then i didn't actually when it came to training through the left hand layup i was missing everything <laughs> but automatically i could or like i could just finish strong with my right and drive to the rack every time so i had that gone for me that was it yeah <laughs> yeah so year nine you start playing basketball seriously. You're essentially like, because I, I can relate. I know when I started playing, you know, in my first game, I had no idea what was going on. Uh, I never played <laughs> yeah. organized basketball game before. It's like, you know, a lot of mucking around. Um, and also the left-hand layup, that took me, and I think it takes everyone a long time. Can you relate to that? How long did it take you to get that left-hand layup down, Dylan, when you started playing? Because it took me like, it probably took me months as well. Maybe, yeah. maybe I don't even think I still have it down. Yeah. No. Like, <laughs> Straight up, My left-hand kind of, nah, that's all right. Yeah, like, uh, it would have been, I might have been year nine when I got it, not when I got it down, but like I actually used it for the game. Right, right, right. So, yeah, tough. Okay, so you're in year nine, 
you basically learning to play like organized had, had you played any organized basketball before that like in terms of organized i mean like let's take let's let's use the term organized as like five on five had you played any like scrimmages or anything like that before year nine or no nah, nothing, nothing wow. <laughs> wow 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 <laughs> So first game, Henderson High School. How was your season? How was that first? Do you remember anything about your first basketball season besides you yeah, kind of sucked I, at doing left hand layups? I remember quite a lot. Actually, it was quite funny. Um, in the United, we had a lot of the uh, like the league boys. Mm. Um, and the same thing, like that they it was just something they enjoyed, but they actually wanted to play it and took it and not took it seriously, but you know they actually joined the team. Yeah, and it was quite funny. Because obviously they were just fucking having a good time out there, and we had this one dude called Shane um, Twingamala, who's now in the fucking uh, NRL. Oh wow! Plays for the Prim- I'm pretty sure he plays for the Premier Eagles. I haven't heard about him in a long while, but yeah, that, that's oh. the last thing I saw. Yeah. So you just had like this huge six six Tongan guy, built like a brick, just running up and down the court, <laughs> sliding all over the place because he didn't have basketball shoes. So that was <laughs> fucking funny. Yeah. But yeah, nah. So um, yeah, no, it was just it was just more fun. It was actually like interesting to learn the game and. Mm. Yeah, the great coach Nigel, fucking who he had for my whole, my whole, um, all, all my years of high school. He's yeah, a yeah, great cool. coach, great guy. Um, but yeah, just seeing like how much more, seeing how much more there was to basketball than just dribbling and shooting. It was actually really mm. interesting. Mm. Um, um, next thing would be so year nine. What, what, what kind? What kind of competition were you guys playing in in Henderson? Because I know the West Auckland comp, it's changed a lot. Um, so what, what kind of schools were you playing? What was the competition like in year nine? Uh, walk the us comp- through that. The competition got easier as we went on through high school. Um, yep. I think in year nine, I think in year 10, I played for the under 19 team, not just the under 17 team. Okay, um, yep. And the competition that we faced and when I, when I was year 10 in the higher team was a lot harder than what I faced when I was year 13, if that makes sense. Okay, I see you. Yeah, so um, yeah, I don't know. I think the the intensity of it all. Um, mm. I think back in the day, uh, there were a lot. There were a lot more taller players around. I there wasn't many tall teams out west. Uh, when us and Evandale went from west to the Auckland regional finals, um, man, we saw dudes from Takapuna who just like they like I don't know if they were twin brothers, but they were definitely brothers. Yes. Yeah. It was no, like the, I know it was exactly like who time. you're talking about. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Talk yeah. About that. The tall blonde fellas. Yep. Yeah, twins. Yeah, that was like the first time that we'd ever seen basketball players on the court that were taller than six six. That's wow. tough. Yeah, yeah so, so we've we've gone from not only an undersized team in uh just in being like general basketball terms, but then you've gone from versing like West competition to these dudes who have played rep basketball before. And not we had no rep players at all in Hinder mm. apart from um Buster and Zam. Yeah. But yeah, again, they were just average high guys, and they're taller than six two. So, yeah. Um, that's funny that you played against them. I completely forgot about those two dudes. They're like both like six ten or something. I remember they they yeah they didn't in layup lines they they didn't break the room, but they pulled it down. They had to go and like re put yeah. it back up again. They told them you couldn't dunk anymore in layup lines, which is really really funny. <laughs> um, yeah, I just remember I remember because because we were so undersized. Uh, yeah, I had to like when we played zone and shit. I was on the bottom three. Mm. or bottom two and mm. once i had to post one of them up and when i was like putting my armbar on him it was just like on his thigh i was like this yep. cunt is so fucking tall <laughs> when you armbar <laughs> his thigh <laughs> yeah and he just like and he just like threw this hook shot he missed the hook shot i was like what am i supposed to do like i'm not even yeah. up to this guy's fucking nipple like what am i supposed to do here <laughs> nothing yeah <laughs> i remember like i remember playing them um like we we kind of we kind of got their number as like i went from like year nine to like year 13 so like when we were year 13 we were at the qualifying tournament for senior age we beat them by 50 but just like seeing them you'd be like okay we're gonna have some fun today yeah um so walk us through now josh so sort of year nine like what kind of what kind of success were you guys having in your sort of junior years? Because you just mentioned that you went through to Auckland Chance for juniors with Avondale. So walk oh, us through. Was, like, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. We went to we went to the uh, Auckland Regional Finals in year thirteen. Year thirteen. Yeah, my last okay. year. Okay, my bad, my bad. Yeah. Right. No, no, so, um, um, and then um, 
but in in year nine we we took we took our first place <laughs> oh true right yeah. so you're playing is this first place in west west comp or auckland comp or what yeah in in our in our grade at west we came first right right, right. i don't I, then... I don't i don't know if it was like a b or c but yeah i just mm. remember we won that was funny we were not right. speaking to win it at all <laughs> why um well because we didn't really have any team structure um, okay right 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 the boys always remember me just taking on a fast break and getting a layup every time that's all the boys remember Sounds yeah. right. um, and then i just then i just see photos on like facebook like years later of us having gold medals i'm like oh fuck, that's right we actually oh we won back then was it was it central west or was it just west teams i, I don't remember because now it's central west like so it's like grammar um, sing, not sync grammar uh, um like no, it, was just, it, was, it was strictly it was strictly just west okay right then. right yeah so who are you what kind of schools were you playing uh, Messi, Liston, Wytech, uh, Western Springs. Okay, yeah. So it was just uh, West back then, eh? Yeah, literally just straight West teams, yeah. So I, I, can't, I so that's actually interesting that they combine it now. Yeah, so it's combined now. So it's Central West. So like Mags, Grammar, um, like, you know, like those schools, Liston. Um, Dang. Shit. That's, you know, those kind of schools. West teams to face too, because oh, West yeah, teams always no. normally had their own comp out West, but. Yeah. those central guys that's what the bloody rip players go and whatnot so that, that's gonna be interesting for them now which is interesting i guess i don't know why they combined it i was just interested to know when they did combine it because i you know obviously i didn't play in the west comp so i don't i don't know um yeah. but you are right that is tough for those west auckland teams playing against the central guys and you are 100 oh, yeah. percent right in that those teams are full with perms players and rip players basically um, it, like, will, it will make those teams a whole lot better though well, it's just not yeah, fun sure. losing, you know, every single game by 50, you know what I mean? Like, it's just not an enjoyable oh, yeah. thing. You are right, like, no. competition, like, you you know, iron sharpens iron and all that stuff, but if, if you're made out of bronze and you're not fucking doing anything, you're just going to get beat up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, which is tough. So, I mean, I don't know why they, they did that, but I was just interested to, to know what, what it was like when you started playing. Um, so, walk us through sort of your experience in, in the junior year. So, year 9 and 10 with basketball, not just for your school, but sort of how you... Um, like fostered your love for the game and and what that was what that was like being in those junior years and and what sort of you were doing to improve um yeah i I don't know i think like my maturity for basketball didn't really come through until like my senior years until you really understand what 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 more there is to basketball Mm. um so i threw junior years man it was just more getting the basics down you know the whole dribbling and then yeah man i like i just i was just I was that hero guy, so I was always watching the bloody all the Kyrie, LeBron clips. That's when Stephen Curry really, really started to come through back then as well. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, so you know, like, I think this generation wasn't the last generation where you sort of got to experience that last bit of veteran basketball before everyone just started launching threes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it was um, yeah, through through my junior years, man, it was yeah, I was just more of a more of a slasher, I guess. I was always taking it to the rack. Yeah. Um, and then as soon as I started watching those bloody Stephen Curry clips, I guess everyone just started pulling up. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So, junior years, you're sort of developing your game. You know, yeah. you kind of like the player that you. I mean, essentially, you're the player you are now. But I imagine sort of minus the three point shot and minus a bit of the, the dynamic adaptability, like being able to to do a lot of. Yeah, things. I I could just I could just jump higher, and obviously I could run faster. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you're just sort of more athletic rather than more skilled, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, it was it was just coast to coast. Every time off a rebound or a or an inbound when they scored, I was just sprinting down and putting the layup. Play. For, to what, yeah, one on one, four on one. It was going in one on one, four on one. Yeah, it was yeah. Fast fast breaks and shit were like the, my go to because I could just I was either beating a run or I just had a, I had good enough handle on me to sort of get by and then just get to the right. Okay. Right. Right. So. Or like during that time, like what else are you doing outside of of school basketball? Are you doing any rep stuff? Are you training, or what? What else were you doing to develop your game? Um. So yeah, it was just like like the regular what boys and I used to always do was just jam after school because we had the yeah. courts on courts on the front side of the school. So yeah, it was after school every day, um, trainings, and then I didn't really have a go at reps till year twelve, I think, okay. after the school yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Um, which I made the development team and then I just dropped out because my parents thought it'd be a bit too much in terms of schoolwork and basketball. Right. Which I'm kind of good that I dropped out because it actually was manageable. Like it wasn't bad at all. No. Um, um, but yes, so in terms of reps, yeah, that was it. Just made the development team in year 12 slash year 13 and then just dropped out. 
right let's walk through like walk, walk me through what it was like um through those senior years you know year 11 to year 13 what was it like playing basketball at, at henderson and, and what kind of what kind of things did you guys achieve not achieve uh things like that uh i think i think i mean because we always had that we had the same bunch of boys we didn't have a lot of people leave or come and go during our school year so it was mm-hmm. good growing with that with that bunch of guys but in terms of achievements um I th- we were always underdogs like henderson was never supposed to win henderson was never supposed to go to the finals in year 12 or year 13. yeah um so yeah that was a big breakthrough for us um beating a lot of the top teams as well um because i know that massey and teams like liston were the top dogs over the years so to sort of beat them or walk past them and go to the finals was huge for us in, mm. in the senior years mm. so um, my bad then no, no, i go on go on sorry. I was going to say, what, what what's like the biggest achievement? Or what's the biggest thing you guys achieved as a group during your time at high school? It was definitely it was definitely going to the Auckland Regional Finals um, with Avondale. That was that was huge for us. Okay, walk me through that. What was that like? What was the journey? What what year did that happen in? And what was the journey? What did the journey look like? Um, I think I think it was just I, I think everyone just learned to play better. But I think that's when everyone's sort of maturity started to come through. And okay. a lot of the players in themselves became better in general. Right. Um, so I think that I think that was a I think that was a, a big thing was that we all, we already had the chemistry playing together um, at school all the time, and you know there was never there was never beef between anyone in the teams. Mm. You know it was always good vibes, and everyone actually really got along well with each other. All the Henderson boys are still good brothers to this day. So, um, but yeah, I think yeah towards the. I think coming like towards the to the end of our senior years and whatnot, yeah, everyone just really started to started to shine through, and you just I think our all of our understanding of basketball just really started to come through as well in terms of just like general IQ and just being able to work together as a team. Mm. So what? Sorry, what year did you guys end up going to? Like, what year were you in when you guys went to that original final? I think it was year twelve. Okay. So walk yeah. me through that season. Like, how did it start? Like, what were the positive, negatives that season, and, and what was the process then for you guys to get to those regional finals? Um, I think we, I think we just understood. Uh, I think, like, in terms of plays and whatnot, our coach was always running us through plays, and we always understood how to run them and whatnot. But it was us actually executing it, and then it was that. I think a big thing for us was actually like breaking the barrier of the difference between running a play and just playing basketball. Like what, like what we struggled with this year with GGB NZ, uh, like the team for that men's league. Um, so yeah, it's, I think I think that was a big thing for us is that it's like yes, you're running a play, but if you see a bit opportunity here, if you see a bit of look over here, if someone's hot, give it to them. If someone's good on the break, give it to them. If someone's a hot shooter, give it to them. So I think it was just actually like playing basketball in the mix of trying to, you know, not only just understand and learn plays. Mm. So. By regional regionals, do you mean like Auckland champs or what kind of tournament are yeah. we talking about with that? Auckland yeah, Auckland it was champs. it was it was all the regions. So it was west south. It was like top of west, top of south, top of central. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Auckland champs, yeah. right? Yeah. Um. So what? That was nineteens or seventeens? Nineteens. Uh, yeah, nineteens and your twelve. Yeah. Dope. So you guys, did you play Avondale in the final? Or did you go with Avondale? Like, what was that tournament like uh, for you guys? Yeah, it was it was kind of weird because it was like it was it was obviously we played. Evandale and I had a finals game that was first and second of West, and we lost that game by I think twelve or something. Okay. Um, so it was kind of a tough loss. We man, there was like a lot of Evandale and a lot of Henderson crowd there. So it was actually quite intense. So, yeah. Um, so we we started we started off strong in that game, but yeah, I think like towards the end they just had us clamped up in zone and whatnot. Um, and our offense just sort of froze. But yeah, they were, they they had taller guys. They were great defenders. But Evandale had a good team. They had a good bunch of guys too that I still am mates with one of the centers. And one of the guards as well. Yep. Um, but no, they're a real good team back then. Hey, real good bunch of guys. Mm. So you guys play Avondale in the final of the West Comp, right? And then yep. you guys head to Auckland Champs. What was the Auckland Champs experience like as a player that year? Sort of what what kind of teams were you playing against? Uh, and where did you guys end up finishing in that in that competition? Uh, so that I think that day you had three games to play. And yes, then you yep. got to like the, yep. the next day for a final. So we lost two games that day and we only lost one of them by like two points. It was quite Tough. gutting actually. Tough. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember what I can't remember what team we lost. But yeah, it was a it was a huge shock to our system there. Um mm. just seeing I think they were just I guess they were better players or seeing how because obviously when you play that whole years and years of basketball at one level out west, 
and all of a sudden you're versing these different players with different styles of basketball all of a sudden and you're versing taller, taller guys um, and just teams that have rep players and whatnot. So your the skill gap and size gap can sometimes be huge and it definitely was for us. We were like, oh shit. Mm, mm. And the tough thing I think as well at Auckland Champs that makes it a cool event is you have to adapt quite quickly as a team. Like you say, oh, yeah. the structure oh, yeah. of the tournament is, is three games on the first day is pool play. So you play one team from north, south, uh, east or central whatever wherever you're from you play the other three areas yeah. of Auckland uh, and then if you make it through you basically have two more days you have one day that is a semi-final and one day that is a final so it's five total games um, but the first day it's really like win three or go home basically like you can get through losing one um, yeah, but then yeah. you, your crossover is basically the one seed from the other pool and that's usually going to result in a, in a loss most of the time yeah. but it's a really yeah. tough tournament um, to be honest regardless what kind of level you play in whether it's you're in the premiership comp or the open comp or whatever it is or under 19s yeah. uh, because you have to adapt and like you say if you've played with the same group essentially for four years and then all of a sudden uh, against the same people for four years now all of a sudden you're playing against teams from you know the shore where it's where it's a certain style and teams from south and then teams from from you know the east sort of central area yeah. um that would have been tough and i think it's a dope tournament to be a part of and especially i think it's tough as well when you when you lose when you basically you miss out um, by two points, that's tough. That's really tough. Yeah, because yeah, um, I like remember the first game, like when we sat down and our coach just like pulled us all together on the bench. He's like, um, he's like, he was, he was like, I'm proud of you guys. Like, Henderson's not supposed to be here. Like, we were never mm. supposed to be there that day. Mm. So uh, yeah, it was. A, I think it was a great accomplishment. Um, not, Regardless. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, not just mm. as a team. I think personally, everyone was like, holy shit, yeah, we finally did it. Mm. Um, and you know, so, yeah, not, you. Well, my bad. Oh uh, yeah, it was just like being there and then almost going through to the second round was great like you know fuck we could you know we could have done that we we have the talent we've got the skills so i think that was a mm. big eye opener for everyone to show that we actually can and could do it mm. um so i was going to say and it's dope that you guys were able to win one game regardless um yeah, that's still exactly. dope and like, like you say it's cool for you guys as a school to get there even though you may not have gone through just see how to get to Auckland Champs is tough like you you have to finish one or two in your in your competition in your local competition yeah. I mean, that's, that's hard to do anyway. Yeah. Um, so that's really dope. Um, sort of speak on like your experience being at a smaller school like Henderson, um, because this is sort of like one thing I talked to, to Luke about on, on the podcast episode five um, was like back, you know, sort of like when we were playing and, and back when he was playing 10 years ago, there was a lot more of, of guys joining their local public school and kind of just staying there for five years. And, and you'd have things like that where Henderson would make or Auckland champs and, and things like that. So sort of speak on your experience being at Henderson for five years versus what you think it might've been like if you had gone to uh, a bigger school that maybe played in the premiership comp. Like what, what do you see as the advantage to being at a, a smaller school like Henderson? Uh, well, like with every, like every other school that I know of, they had, like almost two times or three times the population. So mm. being in Henderson, because we were so small, whoever wanted to play basketball, you were in straight away. Yeah. Now we never we never had trials. We never had um uh, like a second team. You know. Yeah. So it was always just like you know if you if you if you want to play you play. So I think there was the advantage of just always having court time, um, mm. and you know always being able to work with who you've got. You're not mm. just working with like lower guys in a lower level. You're working with better guys who just once you've got that skill level, you're working with them the whole way through. Okay, I see you. Um, um, and then, but when I when I first started at Henderson, I used to live in Sunnyvale, which is like no more than a 10-minute drive. Okay. Um, and then I moved out to um, just next to Westgate in Massey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's when I started to meet all my Massey boys because um, mm. we, we used to scrimmage there every Friday night at YMCA. And they just said, why don't you come to Massey? Um, so I mean that move there. If, if I did move to Massey, that would have been that could have been a big game changer for my basketball because in my early years, Massey was regarded as to be one of the top teams out west anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, were, they were making prim um, nationals for a while. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like back yeah. So that was when I think about those. That actually could have been quite interesting and could have been even more beneficial um, in terms of yeah, as you just said, they always making prims. They always going next. They were you know they were the top team. Mm, mm. back in the day so mm. yeah it's interesting to think about um yeah and some yeah. of my, some of my mates said oh what you know why don't you go mags if you're going to take it that serious it's like well 
I was, I was happy Henderson. I was always loyal to Henderson. I was never going to leave. But it's always interesting to think about that aspect. That if I were to go to a, a school well known for basketball, or you know, like Mags or Massey or one of those top schools. Um, because yeah, it is always interesting. Like, I always always think about that whenever I I see you play, and I've known you for a while. And I'm always like, you know, how come, you know, you once had a, a bigger school. Um, but I still yeah. think it's dope nonetheless, like you speak on being able to achieve as a group, getting to Auckland Champs, and, and like your coach was saying, like it's not that's not something that Henderson normally does. No, exactly. Um, and I think in that in itself was really, really cool. Um, and relating it back to a conversation I had with Karen on the last podcast, obviously I have some point, like it's cool to achieve those things. Like, uh, like he, t- he spoke about the experience of, of winning the under-19 title on, in the North Harbour Comp. And sort of yeah. you know what that was like for for us as a school uh, yeah. and for, considering the school was, was small and new and it's i think that experience when you are a small school it's, it's so much cooler it's so much like more like uh meaningful i guess you know what i mean like yeah you kind of expect a mags and a, and a grammar or the listens and the masses to to do that but to be able to do it as a small school and really surprise people is dope um yeah. you spoke on before having a really intense final with avondale speak on what were the what were the rivalries like out west? Because I know there there weren't that many on the shore. You know, there's, there's sort of the rangy West Lake one. But I think the biggest rivalry, like genuinely, was Glenfield and Birkenhead. Um, mm. Those games were or Northcote as well. Intense. Those games were yeah. yeah <laughs> the fans, well. the, the fans. Well, Glenfield, Birkenhead, Northcote. Sort of those those three schools had some beef. Um, oh really? Those, oh yeah. yeah. The the, right. the crowds were the, the crowds were like that was crazy. Um, yeah. So. What were the what were the beefs like? Were there any like beefs with schools or rivalries with schools out west? And, and what was it like, you know, being a part of or playing in those games, um, where it is like that? It's like you're saying in the Avondale final, where it was very intense. Mm. Mm. Um, no, I, mean, I, I think like the beauty and just like not Auckland but in New Zealand itself that you know everyone always says it's a small world because everyone knows each other. So right, it was always either I always knew boys in the other team or. The guys from the guys on my team always knew some boys in the other team, so there was always friendship there. Like everyone sort of knew each other. So, in terms of actual rivalry, I don't think games went very hard in terms of intensity. Um, in terms of like trying to get at people or trying to get at that team because that team sucks and they've always hated that school. I didn't ever think there was that kind of animosity around. Okay. Um, uh-huh. the Avondale. I think the finals for us was intense because it was like that was the first time we've actually competed, and because we knew that we were going to Auckland Regional, but I think that was mm. actually the first time that us as a team had played to win our grade since like year nine or 10 since we came first back mm. then mm, i think dope. for us it was like holy shit like yeah we can actually yeah we can actually win this grade again so i think that was intense for us no for real um i was just sort of wondering what, what your view on on that was out, out west um let's speak on sort of the 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 street ball west sort of style of, of basketball because on the shore it's very you know we could argue very regimented you know there's a lot of yeah. organized training and, and a lot of opportunities for players um to get it in outside of their usual stuff so what were yeah. you sort of doing what was it like out west for you as a young baller in terms of playing outside of training like you spoke on before of um you know just being able to play at the the courts by outside well, at the front of your school which is cool yeah but like sort yeah. of what else were you doing through high school to help you improve your own game uh man like i man, like back then i could always like happily hoop by myself but i was on end um no no i prefer to play with people just because it's more fun and i prefer yeah. to sing. i like the social aspect of playing with other people um, yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah back then man um my, my coach nigel he gave me great advice he just said if you're gonna play go play five and five and go play with older guys mm. and that's what one of the um my mate who used to be i think it was like two two level two year levels above me um, yep. he always said to me he's like if you're going to play go play with older guys and just go play with other people that you don't normally play with um, because that's where you learn and that I haven't heard anything more true because I mean you know now I go play with my boys they know half the shit that I want to do or they know <laughs> and the moves vice versa you know yeah. you know, I, you know, I know all my mates go to moves I can sort of read what's going to come I, I can read what they want but when mm. you play with randoms man like you notice that you either source them up or you'll get sourced up or you'll just see other plays that other people are reading so in terms of scrimmages and stuff um, out west, everyone sort of knew each other, which is mm. really good. Um, mm. But yeah, as soon as I got the opportunity to sort of go into a different mix with a different scrimmage or a different bunch of guys, I'd be in there straight away. Mm. That was the best way to learn. So, yeah. Mm. So um, for you, you would say, oh, my bad, Dylan, you got it. Oh, no, I was just going to I was just gonna ask, ask a question because you've brought up like your coach a couple of times, like 
uh, and I was going to ask ask this ask this before, but um, how much did your coach matter when it came to you playing basketball till now? Oh, huge man! Um, uh, absolutely huge. He's still a great guy. I, I, I saw him um just before we went into this bloody lockdown. Uh, hmm. Scrimmage a few times at the trust, so it's good to see him again. But yeah, great player, man. Uh, he made Rangers. Uh, made huh? the Rangers development team. Yeah, he went to one of their trainings. He told me that he put fifty points on their head, which is yeah. pretty fucking, which is pretty, which is pretty embarrassing for a dude that um, but uh, you know, the dude that hasn't played that kind of basketball in a long time. But yeah, he's insane. He's he's literally known to be one of the best street ballers out in Auckland. Everyone mm. sort of knows him. Any gym he walks into, you're like, oh shit, that's Nigel. Um, yeah. But yeah, dude's just insane. Like watching him play was was actually really cool because normally you get coaches who like they just tell you what to do, but they can't do shit themselves you know yeah mm, mm. like you know you get a coach who wants to tell you to shoot but can't even shoot fucking three you know three threes within 20 shots <laughs> type of thing so like having I, I like someone that could coach me that could do exactly what they're telling me mm. so like i know that, that was just a big thing for me is that not only are you telling me what to do but you can actually do it yourself and you've done it yourself so i think mm. that was a i think that was an awesome aspect of of nigel's coaching and just him as a player in general as well do you think that's important uh, for more of a respect thing? Like you, you feel like you need to respect their own game or do you think it's more of like a learning thing in that you prefer to be shown it like visually in front of you? Because um, I get what you're saying. You know, we can talk about like learning theory. I mean, there's different ways to learn and most of us learn visually. Yeah. And I, I, I know for me, if, if a coach tell, like explains something to me with their words, I would be so lost. It wouldn't even be funny you could show it to me without saying anything and I'd pick it up immediately. So yeah. do you think having a coach that can do it is more of like, oh, I like that because I need to respect him and his game or is it more of like, I need to be able to do it so they can do it in front of me and I can see it and replicate it? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, th I think it was actually a bit of both for me. I think it was, right. yeah, he could show me, he could show me how to run a play or how, how he wants this drill done or how he wants me to play. Mm. Um, and then also, yeah, it was just the general respect thing for a coach as, as every player should have. Mm. Okay, and dude's got, got dude's got insane amount of IQ. Um, right. Just insane. like his his ability to break down defense and read defense and shit. Um, and I a lot of people like uh, I, I sort of I like saw myself in him in a sense. Mm. Um, mm. In, in terms of like his ability to score, he was just that guy, and I always wanted to be that guy. Mm. Um, so as soon as Nigel had the ball, you were like, okay, this guy's gonna pass to an assist, or he's gonna he's gonna shoot it. So almost like he was someone to look up to. Oh yeah, hell yeah, yeah. In terms right. of his scoring ability, I was like, I want to be that guy. I want, I want to be him. I That's want dope. that kind of respect on the court. I want that respect that when I walk on the court and I've got the ball in my hand, I'm dribbling up the court. You know that either I'm shooting this or I'm going to create a pass for this. Is. And to be completely fair, like I think you have that, um, which is dope. Yeah, which is something I, I just always wanted to have a part of my game. I always just wanted to sort of put that fear into the defender's fucking heart, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's just when this yeah. guy has the ball, fucking watch out. That's what, that's what I want to, that's what I want to sort of everyone to bring fear when I've got the ball. Mm. Mm. Which is something that I think everyone should sort of aim for, you know? If you're not, if you've got the ball and you're not wanting to score, if you're not wanting to put it up, and you're not looking like a threat, then you get off the court. Mm. Yeah. Straight up. And I think even like off the ball, like you need to be like, you may not have the best handle, but are you someone that the help defender is worried about coming off of, um, you know, or someone that they're worried about, like, I can't leave this guy open because if he gets a catch and shoot, it's money, Yeah, um, which is dope. Sorry, Don, do you have something to say? I don't, I, the lag is. Well, no, I, but I actually real. did come up with another question though. I'm just like, and in, like interested, like I, cause like growing up, even though, you know, I come from Northcote, which is like a small school, which actually are still doing way above, which we, which is what we should be doing in terms of basketball. But like, when it comes to out west, what do you think was? Because you talk about like, um, just being able to play, and on the North Shore, it's a different feeling. So I was just going to ask, what create sort of out west creates that feeling of sort of like our oh, street ball, or like we're just going to play. Uh, I don't know. I think it was just, um, just like, um, it could have been just like the general, I guess everybody just wanted to play. Everyone just wanted to get out there and hoop, especially in like the younger years, you know. Once you started playing, you just want, you couldn't get enough of it. So as soon as you had a basketball in your hands or you always wanted to have a basketball in your hands, you're always going at it. So I think that, yeah, I think 
uh, you know, my, uh, general like the general feeling at Wasters and the general feeling with my crew that yeah, everyone just always wants the ball. Everyone was always keen. Everyone's always down to hoop. So I think yeah, being for, able to being like, hanging around guys like that and always just wanting to hoop. Yeah, there was yeah. always that opportunity there. There was always people that were willing to go out to a concrete court or didn't you know didn't really matter outdoor indoor. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Like definitely that. now definitely now we only ever play bloody indoor uh, we <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah because like for, for me coming like obviously i grew up like out west or whatever you want to call it um and then i went to a north shore school so i sort of got the view of both um whereas north shore it's like most people aren't going to show up to the gym if it's not organized really like i yeah like i'll offer like it's it's interesting in that like almost everything these kids do is organized and it's it's like i obviously talk to all my players and sort of ask them you know what basketball do you do this, do this week and for the most part it's organized like it's very rare that you hear someone say like oh me and the boys like played three on three last night like it would be like me and the boys played in a three on three comp last mm. night that was run by this person and that person and whatnot whereas yeah, out west yeah. it was kind of like we scrimmaged like all the time like it would just be walk down some interview and you would play against people because there's always people there yeah. I think part of it as well is um, that, like, for example, with Marina View, is if you're out west, you know about that that court. Um, yeah. There was always someone down there, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, whereas yeah. on the shore, it's like you went to a court, it would be dad and son shooting around or yeah. kids riding their scooters and bikes. Whereas yeah. out west, there was always kind of so, you know, we can argue about which is better, but like, generally speaking, out west, there would always be someone in the gym and there'd always yeah. be someone who's keen to play. Whereas right, on the true. shore, it was almost like everyone's like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't really want to play or, you know, I'm just here to shoot around. Whereas out west was like, you know, you walk on the court the, within 10 seconds, bro, do you want to play two on two? Yeah. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that happens yeah, to me. I, yeah. That's, that's definitely, that's, that's definitely like a big thing out west. It's just one, like everyone just wanting to hoop together. Mm, mm. And I think, um, yeah, I think on the North Shore though, it, like the North Shore is changing a little bit. Like I know when I was at North Coast, the the reason why we're in senior right now is because all of us just wanted to play, and we all love the game. And like that's that to me is what sets Rosmany apart from everybody else. Like I'm not sure what your Andrew's opinion is on this, but to me, Rosmany just looked like they want to play. So I think it's changing, but there is definitely a different sort of vibe from North Shore basketball to West basketball and like oh, yeah. just just wanting to play man that's, mm. that sounds great I want to come over I want to come <laughs> over and... <laughs> I mean I don't know what it's like now but I just know when I was playing like you could go to a court and like if you're at trusts I think I'd say 70% of the time I go to trust someone would ask me to play some form of basketball yeah whether it was like I don't, I don't know what how what you think about that Josh um, yeah that's, no, that's like, yeah that's yeah, that's yeah, bro. So it's like you go to Massey YMCA or, or trusts. Like the amount of times I show up to Massey YMCA and just like I just want to go and shoot or work on my game, and I end up playing three on three for two hours was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it was quite common, uh, which is sometimes frustrating because sometimes you have a bad game that on the you know Thursday Friday night and you're like oh, I just want to go and shoot today and get my yeah. shot back. But then someone asks to play three on three and you're kind of like eh, I don't want to be that guy, so you play and you're like oh, this is actually really really fun. Mm, um, absolutely but yeah i think part of it is like there's just always people that want to play out west whereas like if i went to if you go to i don't remember the last I, I literally cannot remember the last time someone asked me to play um like well, for you josh and i guess for you dylan as well when was the last time that someone actually came up to you in a gym and said do you want to play two on two or three on three or oh, whatever? oh yeah it was it was literally um i think it was like just before we went into level three <laughs> okay dope so, dope so was, yeah I was, I was at the trust there was a couple of old guys playing uh, yeah. originally and then the young guys sl- like slipped to them and then they realized they're one short so they asked me so it was within yeah. like 10 minutes of being in the gym bro i just put my shoes on did a couple laps okay and asked me. so that that cult that culture man out west is just insane mm, true um there's yeah there's been times i've gone to like the ymca over in north shore and there's been like four guys jamming and i've got i've got three or four i'm like oh do you guys want to do this yeah three v three four v four they're like oh no nah. it's like what? yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why not yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I think. Um, no, my bad, Dylan. You go. No, but like, yeah, it's like I. To be honest, I can't even like think back to the last time that somebody was mm. actually like, um, oh, do you want to come join us, like, for a jam? Like, there's not, like, it's just different on the shore. The cool thing I think about you, Josh, is that you sort of, to me, what's the word? 
sort of show show what to me like the the West Auckland basketballer was like um, for sort of our, I don't want to say our generation, but like that sort of you know 2010 to 20 2020 kind of what it was like of yeah. you played at your sort of local uh, public school, um, you and your mates basically played in the same team for five years. Um, you spent a lot of time just hooping and scrimmaging. Like how oh, much time? Okay. I think the question for for you would be if you had to th- like think of a ratio like of how much time do you would you spend doing organized training versus just hooping so it's like would it be like two to one three to one like 70 percent of the time or or what oh yeah because we i mean back in high school we had one training a week and then (laughs) wow yeah so from two actual nights of organized basketball and organ and organized training the rest were it was all on you yeah okay and the rest and the rest was literally just after school every day um Mm. But you know, back in the day before we all got our um, cars and licenses and shit, it was quite unfortunate if it was raining. Like once you got rained off, you got rained off. Um, but yeah, I think once I think once it was everyone sort of started to get a little bit independent. It's like, well, bro, as soon as I got my restricted, boom, I was there every single day. Mm, mm. Um, so you'd yeah. say it's like at least eighty percent, pretty much most of the time. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Dope. That's interesting, because um, to me, like if I, I mean, for me, it was it, the ratio is a whole lot less. Like I was on North Shore, I would say it would be fifty fifty almost. Really. Um, part of it is that you know you you have a little more like I didn't I would have two team trainings a week, um, so yeah. there already is one more, and then I'd play in a rep team and I'd have another two for that. Um, so then you know then you're talking about the time that you would spend doing your individual stuff is often taken away by team stuff, which yeah. is fine. Yeah. Like you're still improving, but like for me, even though. Like living out west, I'd still have that like trust is only like 10 minute drive down the road for me. It's not that far and, and whatnot. But I would say for me, it would be like 50-50 um, in high school. Obviously now I don't play, so it's 100% training, <laughs> 0% yeah. mucking around. Um, yeah. But that's interesting to hear from you, like what it was of, of the ratio in terms of like free play and, and, and just straight team training and only having one. Uh, Dylan, do you have any final questions before we uh, round this off? uh no nah, i mean my i was going to say my ratio would be like 60 40 not even 50 50 um because yeah like it's just like it was it was so funny when you like when we first went to train at the trust which josh was there um i didn't actually know that you could just go into the trust ask pay some money and get it because you can't do that yeah you can't do that at like event finder stadium or not sure event center you can um, now well yeah but like when i when i was playing reps and like school you can never do that no yeah so like yeah but i got no final question it was awesome to hear that story it's just a different view of basketball especially of one like of like out west which most people on the shore would never hear of mm. uh, any final points you'd like to share josh uh no that's really it man that's all good sweet um, I appreciate you coming on. Obviously, you you spoke on episode two. Um, you, you shared a little bit about more of sort of how um, you think youth players should be getting better. So that's a good one to listen to. We, we spent about 50 minutes sort of talking about uh, a way to structure training. And we sort of talked about the, the play versus organized training discussion um, yeah. in terms of, you know, improvement. But I think ultimately you embody like the, the traditional like West Auckland basketball player of competing at your local public school, doing really, really well, exceeding expectations consistently, um, and ultimately just having a good time with playing basketball. And like we talked yeah. about in episode two, like that formula almost always ends up in you playing basketball for life, which I think is the ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. Regardless of if, if that time is spent being paid or not, I think it's it's dope. Like to me, I'm always inspired by those guys we play against in, in the men's league that are older. Cause like to me, it's like, I, I think that's awesome. And I want all my players to, to be able to play until they like can't play if that makes sense like you yeah, literally yeah. you just literally cannot play otherwise you will be seriously like trouble injured or, or whatever it might be yeah. um so you know well into your hopefully your 60s you know that's the goal hopefully that nothing <laughs> stops earlier and yeah. i think uh, like the and i think yeah, again your play style to me as well is exactly like what you talk about with your coach nigel where it's like you walk in the gym and say oh josh is here he's going to get buckets uh, we know exactly, you know, you're going to score on all three levels, three-point line, mid-range, at the rim, multitude of moves. Um, and I think one thing that's really underrated about your game is your ability to find guys. You're a very unselfish player. 
That uh, man, if... that took a long time for me. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. I, I still remember. I'll always remember this one shot back in year nine, where yeah. I fumbled the ball. I got double teamed. I had nowhere to go, and I still launched that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And I just you get yanked. My teammates are just all my teammates are just looking at me like, "What the fuck?" And I look at Nigel. He's just like shaking his head, looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> and I hear my oh, mum yell from the stands, like, "What is that?" And I was like, I don't "Damn!" Know. You got yelled at by your mum too. And my mom doesn't even know what basketball is, man. She just, <laughs> she just I think, I think, I, I don't know, you could be born, you could have been born yesterday, you still know that was a bad shot. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny getting yelled at from your mom as well. That's crack up. Don't, yeah, it was, it was, it, I always, I'll always remember that, bro. It was the funniest thing I've ever done in the United States. That's funny. Just launching that's it. Funny. It was early game too. There was no need for it. I could have just passed that and moved on, but I just still launched it. Was, you, you it, was, it was straight up. backboard. It was straight backboard oh too. Oh my God. At least it hit something. <laughs> at least it hit something. <laughs> that's um, funny actually that's i have funny. i do have one more point before you sign this thing off though, yeah yeah mind. go for it um as you like as i was just saying before like just wanting to get out in the gym and scrimmage other people i was like i was just thinking that when i like when i just go down by myself to the trust and stuff um the amount of people that i've met that i joined men's league because of that is huge mm. like i'd go down and who i'd go down by myself after work and go play at synergy which is a court in um new Zealand out west and dude, I'd um yeah, I met I met two or three guys, yeah, that I played with the men's league team in for a good year or so. Mm. Um, going to the trust, I met this guy called Kelsey's great guy. I played in a couple of years with his men's team. Same thing on the central mm. YMCA. Um so yeah, it was just like that that it not not only just playing by itself gives you more opportunities to meet other people and play with other people, but that it keeps branching off. So, you know, I I you know, I met a couple of guys, joined their YMCA team and then through that I still met more people who have other teams who want to play with me again. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you're you're not not only just giving yourself time to work on your own game when you go down and hoop by yourself, but you're giving yourself the opportunity to work on your game with other people, the people that you've never met, and people that might want, to, might want you on the team all of a sudden, mm. you know? Mm. Mm. And that's, so that's always an excellent... That, oh, my bad. It's like, there's always, like, that big opportunity of growing where it's um, within your own... within your own clique, within, you know, with your own boys or... You can mm. yeah, just play with randoms and hoop with them. And that's an excellent point to finish on. Like, you know, that's a great way again of you meeting friends. But I think ultimately, like, conquering a lot of fears that you have when you are year nine, year ten. You know, like, meeting new people is quite daunting. But then if you have a shared passion, which is the game, it becomes quite easy. Oh because, yeah. Because like, yeah. you know, we all pay attention to the game. There's always something to talk about um and if not just start hooping you know and then you build yeah, those exactly. relationships and then like you say you meet two people and then from meeting those two people you come and scrimmage next week and they bring two of their mates now you've met more people and then you bring your mates and then you're just building up that community i think that's probably why the west Auckland culture of of, of hooping and, and sort of like the the open run you know scrimmaging style yeah. is so strong yeah um because yeah that's that's actually a really excellent point to finish on and i think for a lot of people, I mean, I don't know how you feel about this, but like basketball gave me a lot of confidence. Um, how do you feel about that? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, it's a, it's mm. a strong character builder. Um, mm. Being being able to um, work with different people that you've never worked with before, um, mm. and not being, I think, like a big thing for the for the youngins is like wanting to work on your shit, playing with different people. Like I still remember this one time. I always remember this. I was one time at the YMCA in um, Messi, and. I was like that day I actually had cones out and I was like working on my handle and stuff and these guys mm -hmm. asked me to slide with them so I was playing 3v3 there were like multiple times where I dribbled the ball like came off my own foot or I dribbled it and it went out and one of them was like pass the ball I was like no fuck that like fuck you I'm working on my shit now <laughs> so yeah like don't like don't don't be scared to work on your own game um, um just because you're playing with randoms yeah everyone wants to win but this ain't the NBA no um, facts play the win but yeah don't be scared of trying new shit out all the time straight up trying yeah. to work on your if you're trying to work on your fade take a one dribble fade in someone's mouth doesn't matter, doesn't matter if you make it or miss it um mm. but yeah just always just always be keen to work on your game and don't don't back down for opportunities like that mm. that's dope that's dope um yeah like that's that's a really cool thing to end on i think of just like basketball is a great way to learn life lessons and then sort of uh, you know grow yourself as a as a person regardless who you are and your, and your background you meet a lot of cool people and you all share the same passion and that makes it really easy 
it's something that I think is quite underrated, especially as you as you grow up, you meet people and you, you struggle with things to talk about. I, I can't talk to most people because I only know basketball and they yeah, try exactly. to talk to me about like the new Netflix show and I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> um, so it's like, but that's the thing of, it's it's dope when you share a passion with somebody, like the, the relationship you can form. I, like some of these guys I play, and I'm sure you got both of you can relate. Some of these guys I hoop with, I don't even know what their fucking last name is half the time. I know yeah. nothing about them, but I we we, yeah. we both love hoop. We will spend hours and hours and hours together. But then my mum will be like, "I'd come home from basketball. Oh, you know, wh- wh- whereabouts do they live? What school to go to? I have no idea. I just know that they yeah. like to do this, and that's how they play basketball. And their favorite team is the Spurs or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah so I don't cool know way. if you two can relate to that, but yeah, that's that's nah, a dope yeah. thing. Because um, later in life, that doesn't happen very much. It's very rare to find people who have the same passion as you especially at, you know, university or, uh, you know, you get out in the workforce or workplace or whatever it is you end up doing, it's quite hard. Yeah. Uh, and you yeah. miss that a lot. Like you miss those those times of, I think part of the reason why I coach is so I don't miss those times and I'm always around people who have the same passion that I do. Yeah. Um, but that's, again, that's really important. Learning those life lessons, growing yourself as a person, number one, growing your confidence, meeting new people, yeah. and then using that play time where you're just hooping to work on your game and not being afraid to, Man, I've been working on, you know, my one dribble pull up for half an hour by myself and these dudes want to play three on three. Mm. Like, don't catch the ball and pass it to the next guy because <laughs> he's yeah. older than you. Like, rope one dribble pull up. And that's and that's like a that that's when I remember like emphasizing that point to you, Dylan, and um what's his name? Luke as well. Was that if you got if you got time to if you got time to be in the gym and work on your own stuff, that's cool. But if you as soon as you go put in a scrimmage, you'll realize how different it is. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You could you could you could put up you could put up eighty thousand shots of that one dribble pull up in a day, but as soon as it gets to the game situation, all of a sudden you've got like a six three defender on you with a hand in your face. You're like, oh shit, this is a lot different than when I practice. So there's a, there's a, there's a it's very important to always just put that shot into a game situation. Um, you know whether whether that be playing scrims or even just playing a one on one, just always getting that getting that feel of having someone in front of you. Yeah. Um, Mm. Um, and just having that sort of that, as you know, as soon as you have someone in front of you, the intensity shoots, the heart rate shoots because you're like, oh shit, I've actually got to think about what I'm doing or read yep. what he's doing. So yeah, that's yeah, I think that's like another important thing to when you're growing your own game is to play with people all the time, whether it's people mm. you know or you don't know. There's just that big opportunity to learn and give that give that vibe off of intensity. Yeah. All right. Appreciate that. Appreciate you coming on and and, and sharing that story. Um, right, cool man. Pleasure. Uh, and yeah I'll see you guys on the next episode alright for sure thank you for listening to today's podcast please check out our other episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcasts this podcast is designed to share the stories and journeys of basketballers all over New Zealand as well as discussing how to get better at basketball I hope you enjoyed don't forget to check out our other episodes see you on the next one much appreciated